Hello and welcome to Key Radio Live. Finally, episode one. <laughs> Which episode one is this? <laughs> episode one, three or something. It's like, there's and, been, uh, and, yeah. and it was announced in April of last year on the YouTube page. And then we have gone through a year of trial and error with this stupid format until we have found a format that works for us alongside the fact that I've just we've had a lot of just craziness happen with the other episodes that like I need to get like sorted out technically. But this is episode one officially like we'll call this the start and then everything else can get uploaded later as like lost archive episodes they're all just sitting on my computer i just gotta like mine too they're sitting in the keepers <laughs> google drive <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things where it's like we're all in one audio file now i have figured out how to master voice meter so that over the discord waves we can all communicate and it all go to one file that i can just upload later so that's yeah, nice. It makes it easier on on our editors. Everyone. <laughs> um, True. So hello, welcome to episode one. My name's Utori. This is Lucia. Hello! And uh today's episode is featuring Manpig. Hi, I'm Manpig. I am half man and pig, I think. <laughs> and he's also a pretty well-known key YouTuber. Or at least does key content on his channel yeah <laughs> whenever i have time aren't you primarily I'm, a type moon youtuber i i consider myself a generalist like i i pretty much just do whatever i want <laughs> like whatever's on my mind i do a video on it if i have time which is becoming increasingly less but that's a topic for another day <laughs> yeah, yeah it's pretty being much an adult YouTube is challenging <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, initially my YouTube channel was supposed to be Sega-centered, and then I was just like, oh, you know, I could make a review on Ghost in the Shell, and that be my first episode, which will just inevitably put me down a path of talking about whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's easier that way. It's easier because sure. you don't feel like you have to come up with creative ideas for a niche. You can just do whatever. Yeah. But anyways, this is Key Radio Live, a key podcast made by key fans for key fans and uh we're just here to talk about key most of the time we no. i know right shocker unbelievable <laughs> if you have made there is there's a lot of stuff though we'll yes. never run out of topics i promise yeah. probably not it won't happen if you have Definitely ever not. ever never heard of key like if you are coming to this podcast somehow, like it just showed up and you recommended and you do not know what key is, first of all, I'm sorry that you are very confused right now. So I'll give a brief con context that most people here won't need, but in case you have no clue what key is, Key Visual Arts is a company that uh, creates pretty well-known visual novels and one of the most iconic animes of all time, i.e. Clanad and Clanad. Uh, two of the most iconic animes of all time. Oh, and Angel like, Beats. I should give yeah. Angel Beats more credit than... <laughs> yes. Its opening has like 10 million views on YouTube or something. Like it's Something crazy like that, yeah. So, it, it, they're they're just a really cool story. Like they're, they're they're cool story writers. I'll call them what they like. Key is the company that writes the stories, the, the studios that do it, like PA Works and Kyoto Animation and stuff, and JC Staff. They do the anime adaptations, but Key is like the masterminds behind the whole story. 
They they make the stories. They make the stories that the animators adapt. <laughs> yes, yeah. which is important work. It's it's good work. They do they do really good stuff. Visual novels are visual novels are good. Like yeah. any fan of anime from the early two thousands, mid late two thousands will probably recognize the name Jun Maeda. He's one of the primary writers for Key. So if you happen to know him and just didn't realize that that's the brand, well, welcome to pain and suffering. <laughs> and love. Lots of I, love. <laughs> drama, slice of life, pain, and fun. That, yes. that, that's the motto here. And a lot of for crying. Sure, sure. <laughs> and a baseball. lot of crying. Yes, there's a lot of baseball. And baseball too. Baseball definitely. <laughs> but nah, this episode's sort of an icebreaker episode. Like, get to know us as the hosts, our experiences with Key, and also the like server's experience because for those who don't know we record these episodes live on a server in a discord stage where we have an audience that just is really great honestly couldn't ask for a better audience they uh they love to interact really with the podcast people. so yes. if we're ever referring to someone like in the group like uh we'll probably use their usernames just know if you can't hear them they are there they're just listening um we might have some of them on in future episodes because i don't want to like i don't want to leave this exclusive to just like a certain set of hosts um, definitely so uh our key journeys it, a year ago, when we first recorded this episode, because this was technically the first episode Lucci and I ever did, uh, it was very awkward because Lucci and I didn't know how to podcast. Um, right. It, it it took us a while to get into our rhythm of it. So, mm -hmm. um, and long of the short of it, while that episode, a lot of it will stay the same. A lot of it has changed, especially for me, because of the fact that we've had an entire new year of Key, which has arguably been my best year as a Key fan. It's uh, probably been one of the best years Key has ever had, like, in general. Probably, yeah, probably mine, too. So... Yeah. It took me from, like, it took me back to 2018, which, uh, <laughs> awesome segue to <laughs> the start of my... <laughs> yeah, you're up first. Year. I'm a relatively new key fan. Um, like, whenever I say relatively new, like, there's a lot of people, like, uh, all respect to Helios Alpha, Takafumi, and a lot of the original Kazumatsuri forum members who had basically been with Key from the start. Um, those people are insane because they've basically been with Key since its conception, if not before that, with their tactics works. Right. Um, What's crazy is the fact that, like, as much as I love Key, I've only been around for, like, what, four years now? Because uh, in 2018, the end of 2018, actually, I watched um, Planet's anime adaptation. I don't remember what even, like, brought me about it. I think I was just getting tired of rewatching Toradora, and I was looking up sad animes, and Planet just existed. Um, and, like... It was on the top of the list, and I was like, well, if I'm going to go for a sad anime, I might as well go for, like, the tippy-top of emotional destruction. And Clanad was number one, specifically after story, but I wasn't about to go in with just after story. So I watched the first one, and it was the first anime since Toradora that 100% sold me on the anime from the start. And it was in that opening scene where Tomi is talking about 
how much he hates his life, the town that he's in, but then Nagisa brings color to the entire scene, and that was the moment I realized I had fallen upon something very special, because the emotions I felt during that scene stick stuck with me, even if my general opinion of Clan Ad is not a hot take, but like, my take is that it is pretty okay. <laughs> and overall, like, as much as I love Clan Ad and I respect it because it's what got me into Key, that moment, that that scene, and a lot of after story are what got me into Key and sold me on what Key does. And from there, it was just sort of like uh, my my good friend Platty can attest to this. I just sort of just went on a binge for like what was it, six, seven months? <laughs> it was very unhealthy. Basically, <laughs> leading up to the time you and I met, because you and I met right around when you were at the end of that binge. Yeah. So, because you had joined the original key server, um, and then you and I—I I had joined a bit before this, but you and I really started talking right around when Kamisama started. Yep, which so. was. Uh, Platty, dove into key like Scrooge dives into his money room. Yes, exactly. Tommy Sama feels like it happened very recently, but it's been a. It's year. over a year ago. It's Whoa. over a year ago. That's not what has happened. To right? <laughs> oh my god! How did that happen? When did that happen? What? For the record, feel free to like interject on any of my key story because like. <laughs> I, I don't mind bouncing off of people. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Heading into 2019, I'd finished Clan Ad January like 2nd. I remember that date very clearly because it was the start of like my key obsession. Right after the that, <laughs> I, um, the year, the, the six, seven month binge. Yeah. After that, I read Rewrite, which is a very odd order, I know, but pretty much I went to Visual Novel Database. Looked at all of what Key made, because I heard they were a visual novel studio, and two titles stood out to me. Summer Pockets, which was Japanese exclusive. So I wasn't going to be able to read that next, even though it's the one I wanted to, because it just spoke to time. me. At the um, time, it was yeah, Japanese exclusive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then... We didn't I get it till 2020. And then yeah. I saw Rewrite, which happened to have a translation. <laughs> So I read Rewrite because it was the one that intrigued me the most because it sounded very different from Clan Ed. And oh boy, how right I was. Um, <laughs> so heading into the uh, Rewrite experience was very funny because that's when I got Platty to try Key. And Platty can probably type uh, her Key story in the chat and I'll read it off later, but pretty much what had happened was in showing them rewrite, I was like, yo, this is what it's like. And th they were apprehensive and stuff. And I was like, here, try something smaller. Cause after I had finished rewrite, which was like, took me like a week, I had binged it like that. I ended up read rewrite in a week took me like two months <laughs> yes i read rewrite in a week uh it's my third favorite keyword for a reason i've very read impressive 11 times um, oh my god i don't think i've read anything 11 times <laughs> i've read rewrite randomized yeah <laughs> which is a mess in of itself but uh, damn, Utori sounds more mature, what the heck. Probably because I'm sick. For those who don't know, I am ill at the time of recording this. 
Um, you you yeah. will hear a slightly different voice in future episodes. Could be great. But he was very. I, I then after that I watched Planetarian. Um, watching Planetarian is like how I sold Platy on Key. I was like, watch this. It's like short. It's two hours. You can watch it. It's five episodes. I know you can do it. And Platy can talk about uh, the impression that they got from it. But in the end, it got them into Key. And then after that point, I was just like, here we go. I went Angel Beats. Then I went Air. Then I went Canon. Um, and then it was Charlotte, uh, which was around the March time frame. Like, whenever talking about this, just know it's been the course of like three months right now. I've reached Charlotte. So all that was left was Harmonia, Clan Ed's visual novel, Angel Beats' visual novel, Summer Pockets, and Little Busters at the time. Oh, and Tomoyo after. Um, so those worth noting that at the time, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> worth noting at the time, Angel Beats first beat was also Japanese exclusive. Yep. So, so heading into that, I read Tomoyo after, uh, and my opinion has not changed on that. But because this is supposed to be a positivity episode, let me just say I won't be sharing my opinions <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's mid. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, you upset a lot. Is <laughs> Wisp in the chat? He is. Okay. Yes. Wisp he, is one of our members. He he likes to say everything is mid. Literally everything. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So, Love you, Wisp. I don't. I don't personally like Tomio after, but it was like a sort of one of those things where it was like because I was on a key high, I was like more forgiving of it at the time. Um. So, I will say, after that, I decided to do something insane. I was starting to try and learn Japanese at the time, and I decided it would be a smart idea. It was not to read Angel Beats first. <laughs> oh, boy. And let me just say, it being my first Japanese-only visual novel, while an accomplishment to figure out how I read through that, it wasn't worth it. Like, Angel Beat's first beat is really good, but, like, I was not ready for that level of Japanese. It is It is a, It is. is a very daunting task. I'm surprised that was one of your first, like, JP reads. It, I, for to, I, for you, those who don't know, it is very choice-heavy and very convoluted. There's, to like, a million out. different... Like, literally, the way you breathe differently could change a choice somewhere. You, you don't yeah. know. There's a million the choice system gives me anxiety. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. But after that, all that left, all that was left at the time, because we hadn't gotten to the twentieth anniversary of Key, was um, Little Busters and what else? Summer Pockets. Mm -hmm. Um, and Little Busters was interesting. There's a reason why I experienced. I like Little this Busters story a lot. Pretty late into the, pretty late into the game, I was expecting to hate it. Mainly because of the fact that the title, to me, was the stupidest thing I had ever heard. I was like, oh, this has to be, like, some lighthearted comedy skit. Little Busters? It sounds like a kid's- it sounds like a group a kid would make. Turns out it was, and I was emotionally destroyed by it. 
But what was even funnier is heading into the anime, I watched Refrain up until the last episode and thought that that was the end. So I didn't even get the true ending of Little Busters. I was distraught for like a week until I found out, wait, there was more? <laughs> <laughs> so I watched all the way up to episode 12 and didn't get episode 13. And I thought oh. Little Busters was the most depressing keyword. I got to sit. Yeah. I got to sit in that and marinate in that like horrid feeling that that part of little busters gives you and just like it like left me dead inside yeah <laughs> that would do that yeah and, but it made the ending feel so much more satisfying because it took me a week to figure out that there was more episodes <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story about Little Busters. Then I read the visual novel and loved it even more. Um, and then all that was left was Summer Pockets. Summer 2019 was an interesting year for me for various reasons, but let me just say Summer Pockets was pretty important to me during that time. Um, it was one of those things where it was just like, it, it was the right place at the right time, and... I was glad that I read it last out of my initial key binge. I read it entirely in Japanese, um, which was at the time that they were releasing partial English patches to, which means I had people to talk to it about. And what was great about that was Summer Pockets officially solidified my love for key as just something that would always be part of me. I owe key for a lot of who I am today in regards to like my my mentality about life and memories and making the best out of it and summer pockets is in large part two to it and it whenever i joined the fan translation group alka translations to help out with the original summer pockets patch and then officially my first job was angel beats there it was nice because I finally got to do something I've always wanted to do, which was give back to the community that had already given me so much. So there was that and I created and I and I worked on the Angel Beats patch. I was the primary editor for that and I was the one of the main editors for Reflection Blue and I am one of two editors for Cood Wafter um, and so on. And don't regret it. It's great. Um... <laughs> And this would normally be where my story stops, because I could just say the rest was history, but a lot happened post-20th anniversary. This um, is where the yeah. story stopped last time we recorded this, but... But... We got more. 2020, <laughs> 2021 happened. And, 2020, uh, 2020 and 2021 happened. Just a sec. Yeah. Uh, what was Key's founding date? I forget. Like, I know it's January. No. Wait, no. What was uh, Canon's release June, date? Canon's release date, June 20-something, uh, 99. Because that's whenever they count the anniversary, is that date. Canon's date. Yeah. Because that was their first work. So, right. June of 2019, Key unveiled their 20th anniversary stuff. And the story would have ended even last year pretty close to where we were at because kamisama was still uh, it, june 4th i june misspoke 4th. sorry so yeah. J june of 2019 um it was just one of those things where it was like huh what's next and if i was talking from just last year when we started this podcast the story would have ended a lot sooner because while we had a lot of announcements we didn't have a lot of product yet <laughs> um because of the yep. covid pandemic that delayed yeah. 
a lot of stuff. The Rona. Delayed everything, but, but, at but least, Kamisama. Uh, Delayed everything, but, but Kamisama. Yep. But then, 2021 happened, and, uh, delays only go on for so long. <laughs> yep. So, to talk about key during this time, I think it's... I'll just go linearly. In 2019, they announced that they were going to be doing three new kinetic novels. Um, actually, no, we just knew that there was going to be a kinetic novel project. We didn't even know it was three until 2020. Yeah. We right. got an announcement of a new anime for the PA Works trilogy. We got an announcement for a special multimedia project, and everything else was a mystery. Soon after, we got reveals of Heaven Burns Red, which still hasn't come out yet. Soon. Knock on wood. It won't come out but we did think it was cancelled at one point, and it turns out we it's did not. Think, oh, I'm very yeah. happy. It just came out of nowhere, which was a joy. <laughs> it was great. Goodness. Um, so, sorry, my parents <laughs> were laughing. Fergus, <laughs> um, we're gonna have to cut that out. I'm the one that's going to be editing the episode. I know, it's just fun to make fun of Furbus. Furbus, Furbus, please cut it out for us. Furbus. <laughs> Love you, Furbus. Um, but no, heading into 2020, obviously that was a rough year for a lot of people. It was an especially rough year for me. And um, yeah, the work that really turned it around for me was, well... Kamisama and Reflection Blue, because those both came out at the same right year. around the same time. Yeah. And Reflection Blue was the first one. And to think that there was gonna be an expansion of a keywork that was my favorite was just astounding to me because it was twice the length. Like we got four extra routes, plus we knew that there was gonna be extended epilogue stuff heading into it, and it just excited me. So and of course I knew I was gonna be working on the translation for it, which excited me even more. So I read Reflection Blue on day one, fell completely re-in love with the summer pockets. And then we got more info on Kamisama and I watched it. And this is around when Lucci and I met. About a yep. year about a year after I got into Key. And Kamisama's sort of what brought us together, because we were one of the few people defending it at the time. Uh, yeah, it was it was a rough road. And like while I am at a point now, and I think you are too, where like I can see some of the criticisms, definitely not all of them, but some of the criticisms for it. I still love this work. A lot. I love this anime. Kamisama is one of those works where I acknowledge the reasonable criticism that people have for it, and I understand that it is not for everyone. However, it was 100% for me. And me as well. I am willing to defend Kamisama for what it is until the end of time. God, Furbis, I'm not. Leave I'm not even quoting that. I'm not either. <laughs> I might put a screenshot up in the video version, but... <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember when that happened. Uh, excuse it, it me. Was, it was episode, episode 11. Well, For, Furbus has Oregon, a meme. Then. Yeah. Um, Furbus will send, will send the meme after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, I will say, with Kamisama, it brought Luchi and I together because he got inactive in the original key server because of the negativity that was there, and I just stopped talking about Kamisama while it was happening. 
And then I created Keyverse. Uh, I won't get into a lot of the creation of the server. If you want to join, please do. We love a we love a good we love good company. Um, it's a chill place. I like this place a lot. I mean, obviously bias, but still. Yeah, you're a mod here. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> but true. Keyverse mid. I mean, if you if you, <laughs> sure, why not? But no, Kami-sama was our first event. We watched the last episode of Kami-sama literally two weeks after the creation of the server. And yep. it was really cool to see because we got to just see people's reactions. And from there, we just had a lot. There was the Kudu After movie. Kaginato got revealed on April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> that was an event. <laughs> Yeah, all of I us were like, all of so us much. forgot it was April Fools, and we're like, whoa, 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 what's this? And then we went, oh, it's April Fools, and then Key was like, but it isn't. And I was like, <laughs> we I forgot mean, what Key does part. on April Fools. It's the second time they've done that. It's the second they did time that. they've done that. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm gonna tangent for like a hot second. I'm gonna try and explain this in a hundred words or less, but rewrite got announced on April Fool's Day, and rewrite is a big departure from Key, right? So we were all like, nah, that's not really what they're doing, and it turns out it was. The following April Fool's Day, they announced that rewrite was going to be an 18-plus game, and we're like, oh my god, they're announcing it on April Fool's Day, that must mean it's true, and then it wasn't. <laughs> so, the biggest uh, trolls It was the time. best troll move I have ever seen. I loved it so much. I swear, he just has a has a thing for making people like have a heart attack and then ha psych. <laughs> yeah, for real. Something tells me that they're gonna do the same with the new work coming up, but that that's off topic. I don't think they'll do it because of the fact that they've already teased it. Rewrite was out of left field. Mm. Mm. Now I will say, <laughs> heading into that, Kaginato, there was a lot to look forward to in 2021 because heading into 2021, we knew of Snow Globes OVA. Kaginato that was happening after which was announced right around the time that Loopers was about to come out. And at that point we had known that there were three kinetic novels. Lunaria was gonna happen, Stella was gonna happen, and we were all just living in the blissful like key world. And we were being overfed. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I will say it was great. I loved it. Um but I was starting to wear a bit thin, like head out of loopers, heading into Kaginado and towards the end of Kaginado, I was sort of just going, this is all great, but I'm a bit worn out. Like this, like it was almost like over, like, it, like not overfed. Cause I don't want to say like there was too much content, but I was definitely reaching a point where I felt pretty ho-hum with the key, like, like the key brand. Then Lunaria happened and completely changed my opinion about it like 100%. Lunaria brought me back to that 2019 moment where like, it was just like, whoa. And it reminded me why I love Key all over again. That opening scene where Luna Q is talking about a wolf and a bunny, the sun, the moon and the earth, a love story that's oh my gosh. 340 yes. kilometers. It's just, it's great. 340,000. <laughs> yeah, my bad. And it just- That one. And it just, yeah, no, it, it brought me back to that moment, and ever since then, it's just been, like, I've been on a high. <laughs> like, I've got that, I've got that, uh, not copium, but, like, just, it's key high. 
It, uh, no, we're really excited for Stella. It is Keymeth. Nice Pipe. one. <laughs> just, just inject the tears into my brain. Hopium, as Xanax says. Pipe. Um. So before we move on to the other hosts, we do have our first set of key stories because I did get Sep to send his in. Um, okay, and, and we have Platties. Platties as well. Um, I'll I'll reference my name in first person for Platties just because I'm reading it off. Angel yeah. Beast was my first key work, and it was one I knew before I knew what key was. Then Utori got got me to watch Planetarian, and I was so entrapped by it that even if, um. Even if Utori hadn't told me to watch Planetarian in one go, I would have done it anyways. It left an impact on me since I don't really go for that genre, as well as it doing so much with only two characters. After being Preach stubborn for that. years, I finally warmed up enough for Clanet's anime, which broke me. Uh, that scene had me curled up on the floor sobbing for an hour in voice chat. <laughs> uh, I can confirm. You were in that voice chat. <laughs> it, was, it was a sight to behold. Um, after being stubborn for years, I was finally warmed up. Uh, no, wait. By the time um, I got to rewrite, um, I had, was still being stubborn about getting dragged further in, but then um, I was fed a few more examples of what Kodoro was like, and my first VN ever became rewrite. And ever since then, I was totally sold on Key as a whole, and by then I have even been a wholehearted fan of everything I've experienced thus far. Now here I am, helping test the English pack for Reflection Blues, and so desperate for Lunaria that I am sitting through a machine translation to read it. It is wonderful. It it really is. It's... The, the voice chat in which Platy cried was hilarious, just because I was, like, holding it You back. You had already been through it. Yep, you know, I was you, were, you were Amino in that situation. I was literally just <laughs> sitting there, like, is coming and platy was like shut it and i was just like <laughs> it's coming and then <laughs> yeah it was just basically bullying at that point yeah um let me pull up seps right quick yep Unlike most people who have discovered Key because they were anime fans, it was my love for narrative and Japanese games that attracted me to the franchise. After having played visual novels on DS, I wanted to play a real man's visual novel on PC. One of my first PC VNs was canon. I knew nothing about it except it was popular. I remember thinking, wait, is she going to say agu during the whole game? I was expecting canon to be, cliche, be a cliché dating sim i continued the game both as a guilty pleasure and to understand better visual novels then i played iu's route its mystery was mind-blowing and made me cry my eyes out and taught me an important life lesson i already experienced a lot of the stories by this point but it blew blew away any kind of expectation i had for fiction and it wasn't over a big but i can't quote this a big but series was waiting for me where each release was consistently amazing and different from the previous episodes um he's referring to all the key like brands the ips right many years later i was i was being able to join the key english community and share my passion for key and it was a lot of fun and i've made friends along the way now i tell you keys is bigger key is bigger than ever and blessing us key fans i hope that it'll always stay the same and i want to keep supporting the studio as much as i can and he has misuzu gao as his little ending <laughs> emo it's really cute 
Uh, I was not reading old giveaway entries. That's just what he DM'd me, which is probably just a copy paste of the giveaway entry. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, he didn't actually enter that. So, Seth? you know, and my thinking for why he didn't do that is because I think he had all of the visual novels that I was giving away. Understandable. Another yeah. thing with Sep, and this is for context, yeah, so is the I. fact that he is probably one of the biggest Air fans you will ever meet. Um, this man yes. adores Air. Um, undyingly so. So, yeah. Bless Sep. Mm. Bless me, Suzu. Um, that's Sep because has, if, if you join this you. place, you'll, you'll get to meet him. He is... What he, he is a godsend to this community. He also uploaded the uh, the tactics trio OSTs onto YouTube, and I cannot thank him enough for it because I yes. love those OSTs and I use them constantly. Same. <laughs> Remember, everyone in the audience, you can send in your key stories, and we'll read them off later. Now, I think it's time for Lucci and Manpig to battle it out for which one of them will get to share theirs. <laughs> I will concede because you know you have to save the best for last. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shots <job>. fired. <laughs> I, I, I can't back this up at all. My my story is pretty generic. Just, just I just I don't I don't want mine. To mine like, is too, to be fair. But um, but I I do have some interesting pieces to mine because uh, I guess I'll go next. It's a it's kind of a segue. Um, have a rust berry. <laughs> Thank you, Mendo. You're my favorite. Um, I shall be back. Okay, I'll, I'll keep going. Utori is... Utori has heard this before and is probably the only one who has heard it in full. So this is new content for... I just realized something horrible. I accidentally while heading out of the room so that it wouldn't pick <laughs> up on my headphones, but that means I caught none of that. <laughs> oh, okay. Just so none of that the in the recording? Okay. Yeah. Like, That's I am... fine. I am looking back. I didn't it. get very far. Yeah, this is. I so. am. I am embarrassed. I am so sorry. No, that's fine. Um, people have to hear a little bit again, but that's okay. So, my story starts with Little Busters, which is kind of a strange place to start. Not a lot of people start there, but I had IRL friends in Taki, my college roommate, when I first like left home left for college in 2012 the other big thing that happened in 2012 for the key community is that the little busters anime started airing so i was not into the anime fandom that much at the time i had seen some of the basics i had seen fma brotherhood bleach death note you know Things like that. But then there's this one called Little Busters, and my roommate's like, just give it a shot. Watch it with me. Got to the end of Komari's arc, I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I love this character. I want to learn more about her. I wanted to learn more about the protagonist. I had fallen in love with him as well. And I just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, I don't want to wait for an episode a week. Like, and watching little busters like that today as you can imagine it's not good you know you want to know what's going to happen so and do know this is the first arc <laughs> this is the first arc yes 
Yeah, I'm this like wasn't even I, I my can't... experience with refrain where it was like a week and then I was just like depressed. One episode a week. It's like people watch anime this way, but <laughs> sometimes it's all you can do. But it wasn't all I could do because my roommate was like this is based on a visual novel. He set me up with the visual novel and I had never read one of those before. I didn't even know what they were, but I knew that I wanted more Little Busters content now because I had just fallen very deeply in love with these characters. So he set it. He helped me set it up on my computer, set it up with the fan translation because this was five years before the Steam release. And I open up the game and I hear A World is Born on the title screen. Uh, and I just, like, I stayed on that title screen for, like, an hour. I'm just, like, I know this is going to be something special. And damn was I right. I, it, was, it was a slow process. It took me about a month to finish it. Um, but I remember, like, some certain moments when I first clicked on Refrain. And I think everyone in chat has read it so i'm i'm gonna say but very minor little buster spoilers when you first click refrain on the title screen mind you i didn't know there was a true route i just knew vaguely that i was supposed to get these character routes and that rin had to be last mm -hmm. i didn't know there was going to be a route after that i clicked on it and i saw the bus and i was it was like three in the market morning and i was just shaking i'm like what the hell is this? What the hell kind of story is this going to be? It's the lip and, bus. Uh, well, bruh. Very lit bus. <laughs> Very lit bus. It, basically, it had just completely sold me on what this story was going to be. I ended up loving the crap out of Refrain. I think it did change my life for the better. Um, without getting too deep into all that stuff, I can one day. But I do feel like I would be a very different person if I didn't have that right place at the right time story. Kind of what Summer Pockets did for you, Utori. But in my case, it was the very beginning of my key journey, not the ending. So, or not the ending of that part of it. Mm -hmm. So... After that, I had I needed more content, so I I read Kudwafter. I was taking Japanese one at the time. I was actually like trying to get through it. It was very difficult. Um, Shirakiri is not the hardest key writer to read in Japanese, but she's not the easiest either. So, um, so I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do MTL machine translation for it, and also had my fluent roommate helping me with it. Uh, ended up loving the crap out of that, too. Kudwafter is actually good. Don't listen to the naysayers. Um, the all-ages version is better. Uh, that wasn't that's, out at the time. <laughs> that tends to always be the case. I haven't, I haven't read that. But, and, and yeah, Machine translated my way through the EX routes, because those were not translated at the time either. Um, EX we only had an interesting deal. beast. We only had the OG lit bus. Yeah. It was... That was a very different time. <laughs> it was a very different time, and... Uh, I'll get into this on a different episode. I kind of prefer it in its original form, but... 
that'll be an that, episode topic for another day because yeah there's a lot of people that'll disagree with that take I and don't. yeah and i i understand why people disagree with that take but again for for another day um so yeah after Kudwafter, i the, the air translation dropped so uh, me and my friends had all read that Loved the crap out of that, too. It was a completely different story from Little Busters, but I still loved it just for different reasons, even if it didn't stick with me in the same way. It was pain. It was, it was just, definitely pain. Air bordered on Utsuge at times. It was just like, whoo. Oh, yeah. Air is... Uh, Air definitely borders on Utsuge. Air somewhere it was just like, nothing good happens, the, the story. <laughs> Air is like... Yeah. It, summer route for Air is like... The, the like sadness is just like I always come back. It's just like <laughs> it, it, it's just yeah. persistent. God, yeah. I love air. Yeah, it's great. Reread it years later, it still holds up. Amazing stuff. Um, and then this was around 2015. We had a little anime called Charlotte Air, and I watched that. As it was airing. And it was like, if you like, Kamisama definitely got worse hate, but Charlotte's was louder when it oh, was yeah. airing. It was very not just divisive. People were were like, you know, really just hated it. And I think I felt a lot of the hate for it was unfair. <laughs> So, what it were you going to say? It started the Jun Maeda depression like spiral too cuz that was the first work ever that was so divisive that I think Jun got like mass amounts of threats over it. Like rep yeah. report this was like the work that started his anxiety that he has now towards writing works. It's why Nekogari is so important to him because it was sort of a last ditch effort for him to gain back what he felt he had lost. His confidence as a writer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and his last two works were, you know, before that were Little Busters and Angel Beats, both of which were pretty well received. So, mm -hmm. and Charlotte just wasn't, you know? Charlotte was either you liked it or you hated it. And, like, there was. And I, it I, felt I, like at the time more people hated it. Nowadays, it's calmed down a little bit. Nowadays, so. you'll see a lot of people who will go in defense of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, I am still one of those people. I was, I felt like one of the only defenders at the time, and I didn't have Utori with me at the time helping me defend it. So it was, it was a much more difficult experience. But then my one of my friends was like, "All right, if you think this is good, watch Angel Beats instead." And I watched it, and I liked it less. I thought it was a weaker product overall. Still good. I do but disagree just... with that take, because I much prefer Angel Beats, but I have a lot more personal attachment to Angel Beats as a franchise. Right, and I just... What, what it came down to is that Angel Beats, I found one of the main heroines insufferable and the other one boring. So... And, and a lot of people get really angry at me for saying that about one of them, but no one gets angry at me for both of them, which is weird, but... Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good, but me, but not as good as Charlotte, and... 
I think for me, I don't know. And this is this is just like my general critique towards Charlotte and Angel Beats. I think Angel Beats is a bit more incomplete than Charlotte, but I think Charlotte has a weaker story overall. Like Angel Beats is not a weaker story than Charlotte by virtue of its own story. It's by virtue of right. the fact that it can't fit at all. Uh, Charlotte is just a weaker story thematically and narratively to me overall than I would ain't like than I would say Angel Beats because Angel Beats concept has so much to it that just just resonates with so many people. It's it, Angel Beats is a better story but a worse execution. I'll say that much. Like that's my take on it basically. But yeah, it was that it was not a great time. And then like rewrites translation uh, had dropped in 2013. And a lot of my friends were reading that and not happy with rewrite. <laughs> so I skipped it for a while. And then big the rewrite mistake. anime came. Yeah, big mistake. Then the rewrite anime, obviously with who I am, the rewrite anime came after that. Everyone was really upset with that. So that further turned me away from rewrite. And what that <laughs> <laughs> Man, Pig over here, like, I'm about to wreck everyone. <laughs> I am so excited for when Man Pig's gonna talk about the rewrite anime, but since but since he shocked he has to wait his turn. I so. don't know if I will, but I will I will say uh I, I am the one rewrite anime defender. I don't care. I, you are hey, not hey, the hey, one no, rewrite no, no. anime defender. I defend it too. I defend it I too. I defend it too. <laughs> My allies. You are just the one person who defends it over the visual novel. Yes. Like that, that too. <laughs> like, I defend the anime. But no, the I just don't anime recommend it over the visual novel. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. I just like it more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout outs to Bill. He said me and Lucia seem to agree on mostly everything with Charlotte. Yes. And that is, okay, I, I think, wait. one of the anime he and I bonded. So. Okay. Wait, wait, yes. wait. I gotta. I gotta. I actually gotta point something out here. Go for it. I can't say I disagree with Manpig here. Because here's the thing. As much as I think the rewrite anime is a mess, if I was going to pick a version, like, right now to sit down and re-experience just because I generally had a lot of fun with it, it would be the rewrite anime. <laughs> Cause, like, Over the VN. Oh, yeah. Like, as much as I love the visual novel, don't get me wrong... The anime, there's a lot to be loved. I love the ED that they put on it. I mean, it's the Harvest Festival one, but rearranged. I yeah. I generally like the anime original arc. I like a lot of what the anime does comedy-wise. It's my favorite version of the common route that they've like kind of put together. Because I it uses it. Harvest Festa's cogery. Yeah, and I love what they did <laughs> with um T Moon and Terra route. So, like, overall, I, I don't know. Like, I don't disagree with Manpig here. The rewrite anime is not a bad choice if you're going to re-experience rewrite, especially if you I like I don't disagree with him either. Like, I... Yeah. The only reason, I'm like... I'm not alone. The no. Only, I've been the only fighting major, alone. The only major critiques I have towards the rewrite anime are obviously... It was on a very tight budget, so it's apparent in the CGI monsters and the fact that the visuals are not the best. However, I will say... For what it is, I had a lot of fun with it. So like, yeah. I, well, like I will not, I will not say. People who hate the rewrite anime, go ahead. Like that is a completely fine. I understand why you would be upset with it. 
I it's not one of those things like Kamisama and Charlotte where I rush to defend it when people crap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, if you don't like it because you've read the visual novel and you're like, this is not the adaptation I wanted, that is perfectly fine. You are completely within your realms. I don't think it's an adaptation at all. It's a reimagining of rewriting. It essentially isn't. They brought like yeah. they brought in the original writer and everything, but yeah, I feel like it's getting a bit off topic. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's cool. Just spread the positivity <laughs> of rewrite anime yeah. love. I, believe me, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, because I, I'll, I'll summarize a little bit heading up to it. Like, I didn't, you know, becoming an adult is hard, and I didn't, I stayed away from Key for a while, but then in 2019, uh, the Kiwani fight. And I watched Clanad, stopped watching it, read the visual novel when it launched on Switch, and then just binged through the rest of Key. Um, I went like Clanad, Planetarian, Tomio after rewrite, Canon. Don't read Canon right after rewrite. That messed with my experience with Canon a little bit. I will. Um, I swear. Whenever I met Lucia and he like dunked on canon i was disheartened i was like <laughs> well then nice. do you remember my reread like oh yeah no but like was... whenever you initially hated on canon it was yeah. like i was just like i was so disheartened because i was just I like bad. i was like oh this is my bias pick like if i was gonna pick a key atmosphere i love most it's canon and just yeah. seeing like you dunk on everything was just like <laughs> I have retracted I would say 80% of what I said about it the anime is still better that's about all I still agree with of my old canon takes but I agree uh, yeah and that's that's that but I do need to talk about rewrite because I I had slept on it for a while because my you know my friends at the time were not happy with it but I you know, was away. I had moved to Florida by then. I was an adult. It wasn't in contact with a lot of those people anymore. And I'm like, okay, let's try it. I and I saw Lucia on the cover. I'm like, she's cute. I think she, and I, I knew <laughs> nothing about her. <laughs> she's I'm sorry. She's cute. <laughs> she's cute. Um, you know, she's cute. She's only my namesake. Yeah, and I I knew, like, nothing about her except that she was a tsundere, um, which I, I like tsundere's. Saya had been my favorite key girl before her for a while, and by the time I got to, those of you who have read Rewrite will know what I'm talking about, the chapel scene, head over heels for, for this girl, and to mm. the point where I had built my, I had started just delving deep into this series looking for more information about this character who I just completely fallen in love with. Yeah. And it, I have a lot of info on Lucia that like a lot of people don't know and it's very funny when people hear about it too cuz they're just like, "Huh?" Especially yeah. like the Ryukishio 7 interview was one that was just it, you know, it was almost like my life almost could have just not been what it is here. You know what I mean? If things wouldn't be the same, yeah. Things would not be the same. 
for for me without her you know since she is she is my namesake and you know my favorite anime the end character period so um i've definitely got some waifu bias for this story rewrite is one of my favorites and that's what made me want to watch the anime because more than i knew it had gotten some hate it was the gift wasn't it it was. We <laughs> <laughs> all we all just instantly know exactly what he's talking about. You know what? I, okay, hold up. I'll, I'll post it for those of you who don't know the gif, but it was the gif. And I'm like, I want to see this character animated. Everyone just immediately knows what Uturi was talking about. It's just yeah, yeah, that one. It's it's a good gif. It's real good. But boy. Um, <laughs> And, and, yeah, there, and she is great in the anime. I love her voice, love the way she moves, I love the way they made her, I love her punches. The way she hits him is just, mm, it's animated so beautifully. So, 10 out of 10 gif, for real. I'm gonna take that out of context. <laughs> what? I'm gonna take that Take what? The punches. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that out of oh, context. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to keep the simping under control. I feel like Utori, who VCs with me a lot, can hear me trying to keep it under control. <laughs> Luchi up in here, probably behind the microphone, just twitching like, I need You're to not go. wrong. <laughs> like, I could go, uh, we'll have a Lucia appreciation episode, as long as I get my Inoue Akira appreciation episode. Oh, of course. It'll it'll happen. And as um, long as Man Pig gets his Hoshino You Made Me appreciation episode. I would appreciate absolutely. <laughs> I would appreciate appreciating Hoshino You Made Me. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, oh, dang. Bill, are those all from here? I those would, are all from here. I would actually... So Xanax just said... Uh, I say Xanax. ZNX. Okay. ZNX. How do I pronounce your name? I have been calling it Xanax, like the medicine, for so long. Same. Like, it's challenging, but. This is, this is just. Per ZNX. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so ZNX just said Chihaya appreciation, but I'm the only one that shows up. I'll do a Chihaya appreciation episode with you as the guest, because, like, seriously. <laughs> I appreciate Chihaya a lot. I, you know, third best rewrite girl, so. Which is significantly higher than most people put her. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I'm I'm taking too long. I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, Utori talked a lot about our story together with Kami-sama. Yes. So I won't get into that much, but I do need to talk about Lunaria. Woo! Because that's, uh, that's really where, first of all, where it ends, and second of all, where it's... It's just a special moment. Because I didn't feel the burnout that you did. But it still took me back to the very beginning because, as Platy had said earlier, I wanted to... I couldn't wait on it. I had to read it uh, machine translation also. But I was there, like, the moment it dropped. And it was the first time for that. I'm like, this is the moment I feel like a true fan, you know, where I'm just there the moment it drops and just binge it 
all day long. I was so and, jealous because I was in a car <laughs> driving ten hours, and Lucia yeah, it would be the here, only like, time I've read something before you. <laughs> Lucia was up like, in here like, "Yo, I am ready," and I'm just like, "Lucky you! I have no way of downloading <laughs> this right now." I got to my location, started downloading the visual novel, and while it was downloading, you finished it, and I was like, "Dang it! I'm gonna have to binge this tonight." <laughs> And I did. I didn't sleep but, like, three hours because I was just binging oh, no. Lunaria. Yeah, we talked about it literally the next morning. At, like, 4 a.m. I was just like, Lunaria yeah. is the best visual novel. Lunaria is the best visual novel. It kind of blew everything out of the water for me, and it reminded me of that moment I first opened Little Busters, in a way, because, like, just something about screen. being there from the beginning, it felt like a beginning beginning again like yeah. it felt like the start of something new and this is like kind of a second renaissance because i have a whole group of new friends with this server who uh who love key with me and i i i love this place i love all of you i love key i love lucia it's don't, a very don't positive mental wait 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 no i never said you could make part a of my life <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't get God, us. I can't help myself. You can't be having a Little Busters tear speech from like. I'm not going to make anybody cry, okay? My voice is eh, but it's okay. <laughs> Bill, I'm crying. <laughs> Bill is Bill's trolling. Just turns, just turn, like turns around with tears in his face. Do you really think <laughs> I wanted this? I get that reference. Well, I, I, I'm gonna stop because I've said my piece. But uh, when, when Lunaria gets a translation, which might be sooner than we think, it <laughs> will, um. It will be something I am very much looking forward to talking to a lot of y'all about because Obviously. it is a very, very special work. So yeah. it is shout sort outs. it sort of marks where Key is at now. Like it is the benchmark key work of their new era, in my opinion. Yes. It has mm -hmm. a lot of what is experimental, but a lot of also what is very classical about Key all at once, and it shows what Key can be on both sides of that coin. And it's great. Will you yes. like it more than your traditional Key work? I don't know. You might not. You might. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. You and I give it, did. Give it a shot. Give it a read. That's all That's all that's really important Lunar here. is yes. gonna hit that planetarian tier of, no matter what, like you think about it, like planetarian like it, think it's okay, hate it. It'll be one of those that most people will go in recommending as one of the starter works. It is a very yeah, good definitely. introduction to Key. Definitely. It, I can agree with and that. It, cause it's not that much of a barrier to entry because it's short and it's kinetic and it will hit where it needs to hit. I want it to become the new gateway work for the visual novels. It'll definitely be one of them, especially once, um, get on this key, release it on Steam, please. <laughs> it is, With a good translation. <laughs> it is 10 hours long. You can do it. I know you can. On my knees. On my knees. <laughs> Baba, um, Baba read... Sensei. 
Uh, I'm going to read ZNX and uh, Bill's um, stories, right. and then and then do we want to go to Mampig? Yeah. Uh, you're missing oh. Eska. He didn't ping. Eska? So, um, oh, okay. Is it below ZNX or above it? In the middle of ZNX and Bill. Um, okay. I'll read Bill if you want to read ZNX, ZNX's. Okay, sounds good. So, uh... ZNX says, 2020 was a disastrous year for me. My intro to anime began when some friends who dragged me out of the lowest point in my life told me to watch Angel Beats. Now at the time, I didn't know Key was the studio behind Angel Beats, but it spoke to me unlike anything I had ever experienced up to that point. I had a newfound appreciation for the anime, a medium that... The key story... The stories Key tells are some of the best that touched my heart and changed my life. Clanad, Angel Beats, Little Busters, and recently Rewrite have been such fulfilling experiences, um, and I am grateful that, and I, oh, sorry, and I am grateful to have been introduced to them thanks to those old friends. Without them, I would not have been here today. With everyone in Keyverse, shoutouts to Keyverse, continuing to love Key for hopefully many more years to come. Thank you all for this amazing community you've accepted me into. ZNX, this place would not be the same without you. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to get sentimental. I can't say more than that. <laughs> no, no, but, more, no more Little Buster speeches, please. <laughs> no, but Song for I, Fred I starts playing. <laughs> I just rewatched that episode yesterday, please. Let's not. Oh my god. The Kyosuke sobbing. That Angel is the CG they is. use for his win in the freaking character poll. Like, he got first place and they didn't use any of, like, his pretty boy CGs. They use him ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's why people love him, though. You know what I'm saying? I just find yeah. it funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I, what I was going to say, though, starting with Angel Beats is... I feel like a place a lot of people start because on the anime side, it's pretty accessible being it's a one core. So popular. And yeah. it is very popular, and I, uh, you know, respect for that anime for doing what it does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I spent part of my story crapping on it, and I need to say that that's not how I really feel about Angel Beats by itself. That's just how I feel about it in comparison to. Uh, works that get hated on, but it is a dang good anime. If you haven't watched it, you absolutely should do that. Yes. Angel Beats is good. Angel Beats is definitely good. It is very good. Eskaz is pretty short. My entry into the King fandom is a bit of a long story, but the shortest answer to the question for the podcast would be that I watched and fell in love with Clanad and decided to watch most of key anime, and I decided to read the Clanad visual novel, which led me further, which led me to read other visual novels, and most of the ones I have read are from Key. That is a mood. Like it was only yep. until about 2020 that I started reading visual novels that were from different studios, starting with Pull Top and Miyazora, and then that just sort of got me further into the medium. Now time for good old Billy Boys. <laughs> I never really watched anime. My first um, and only anime really was Teasing Master Takaki-san, which was some cutesy, dumb, fun anime, and I always found Clan at Good anime, anime, though. Anyways, I, good anime. Really funny. Um, really funny. 
Anyways, I found Clannad on Netflix, randomly checked it out, and I wasn't completely sold on it at first, but there was one thing that did keep me going. Yo, hey. I just found the lovable idiot hilarious, and it kept me going. Anyways, Clannad be- ended up being amazing, and the first time the, the anime media made, made me feel emotion. It was the window that showed me that Key can create some of the best fiction and stories and characters in anime and visual novel format. Anyways, Yohei yo- is based in a Chad in conclusion. We all, uh, Lucia doesn't like Yohei, but I, I, I don't know. Yes, I do. I do now. After my most recent, he only sucks in two of the routes. He's good in the other eight. So I love Yohei. Like, (laughs) so if he's good 80% of the time and for like 90% of the anime, I could safely say I like him. He's, I was, I was wrong about him. And he's, and he's based in a hundred percent of, uh, Kami, uh, not Kami-sama, Kaginato. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. he carries Kaginato. He, so, he is the entire mood of Kaginato. Basically. He's just, I am chaos. You will bow to me. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess uh, that I'll, leads to... I'll read Spiral, and oh, then Spiral. we'll head... Yeah, Spiral just posted, and then we'll head to Manpig. Alrighty. All right. Sure. Uh, Spiral... Shiawase Spiral, which... Uh, is the happiness spiral from little busters big komari fan much respect i didn't even watch spiral (laughs) i didn't even watch anime anime at all until i was 30 but after watching kaon in fall of 2020 i found the clanat anime it gripped me from the first five minutes same thing you were talking about utori and never let go i started reading the vn alongside the anime and in that way VNs too. Please know I fell in love before even knowing about After Story. Uh, I was on a Clanad high for months. It made everything else seem dim by comparison. I feel that. It didn't occur to me un- to take another drink from Key well until six months later with Little Busters followed by Air. Those really glued down my identity as a Key fan. That and joining this server, which has been a pure positive experience. That is beautiful. <laughs> Um, I think before we move on to man pick, I would like to say, because there is an important aspect of, I think, all of our key stories that has been left out because of details and mainly spoilers. But Lucia, your favorite key character, minus Lucia, is Komari, right? Yes. Okay. I was making sure that that still stands. And my favorite is Shiki. And both of those characters play vital roles into our identity as key fans, I feel. Because... Oh, yeah. And I know Hoshino Yumemi plays a vital role in the Man Pig, so I think we'll go through a brief rundown. Mine will be sort of a promotion for Shiki's route, because not a lot of people have read it yet. And you <laughs> you could just, sh- you could shill uh, Komari, and then Man Pig, whenever you go through your story, talk about Yumemi, because I do sure, like hearing you guys. I know it's going to come up. I, I did yeah. kind of gloss over Komari a little bit, but... But no, my favorite character in Key, minus Inoue Akira is Shiki, Kami, Kamiyama Shiki from Summer Pockets Reflection Blue, for various reasons. But the main one being just the fact that um, her route's really good. Her entire character sort of centers around this idea that even if this character seems sort of stupid, idiotic, and non-important, her actions determine so much and can change even the smallest things that have the biggest effect. And that's the entire point of her route, is that you don't realize the impact people have until you look back at their entire, like, what they've done and realize just how much 
of a blessing they were. It's that idea of the people you end up taking for granted in the end. And even mm. sometimes getting annoyed yes. with that you just realize are probably the people that had the greatest impact and those people deserve as much love as the others. So while I can't spoil anything about Shiki's route, her story is beautiful in that aspect because of the fact that her route ends with such a nice content feeling for her character that it's just like she finally got the love she never ever really got and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> it's wonderful. I'll also say this about Shiki's route. Um, Tori had been hyping it up for months for me before um, before I had read it. And I went in already with high expectations because I think Shiki's really cute. And I had gotten positive word about her route before. And it still exceeded my expectations. It is, it is hard amazing to hype up that in every route. way. <laughs> Bloody, fluff you you're making me emotional over shiki again you owe me <laughs> though it pains me i beg of you you got any food <laughs> oh shiki is so, perfection shiki is arguably sort of like a komari of summer pockets in a sense like a character that while not the main heroine sort of has one of the larger thematic impacts on the story oh yeah for sure for sure now you yeah. get to talk about komari yeah so komari a lot of the things i love about komari get some pretty major refrain spoilers so i'm going to be as cryptic as i can be just because i don't want to get too deep into that but basically she came up at a time in my life where i kind of needed to be told the lessons that she teaches because one thing that is important to little busters is that komari is always there she's always there in the background adding to the story and helping everyone out even when you don't see her and that's what i want to be for people whereas lucia is the character i love the most and want to hug and snuggle all the time komari is the kind of character that i she's the kind of person i aspire to be in my life i very much believe in the happiness spiral i think i want i want to live my life preaching that in a way so that's my vague intro to it. That's that's very fair, and I, I am I I don't know if I'll talk to her as, about her as much because I love a lot of key characters, but I can also agree that Komari is one of my favorite key characters of all time. Mm -hmm. She is in the highest tier for me. I love her. So much. Yeah, she is. She is in the highest tier for me as well. Like guts, um, determination, it, and friendship. Ah, uh, speaks to me. That speaks to me. Same. Yeah. I know so why she is Kyosuke like made her join. You're accepted. <laughs> that was perfect. It was an Ultraman reference, and it was perfect. Yes. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, on to on to, on my, to Man Pig. My story. All right. Well, I think this is actually the first time I'll be sharing my full story out to anyone because I just never really had the. I never really had a chance to talk about it and never really had a need to. 
So this is the first time people are going to learn about my full story from beginning to end. So, uh, fun fact, my entry to Key was a spoiler. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so, uh, I basically was beginning to be an anime fan, and I got spoiled on a certain aspect of Clanet. I don't think I need to mention what it is, because yeah, you guys can probably guess of what it is. It is the biggest... <laughs> It is probably one of the most spoiled moments in anime. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it absolutely is. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that sounds like a pretty fun show to watch. And, okay, I'll just preface what I'm going to say with this. Manpig as a 14-year-old a is a very different Manpig to who he is now. And I, I watched Clanon for the first time. I was like, this is a really good show. I enjoy it from a writing standpoint, and I and I and I respect it as a piece of media, and it was pretty much just that. And because I was just, I was a very different person back then. And mm -hmm. to say I wasn't emotional would kind of be a bit of an understatement because of a lot of things. But fast forward about a year or so, uh, a lot of things happened, a lot of good and bad things, and eventually I would pick up Clanad and watch it with one of my best friends. And we just went through it again, and I got to re-experience this story that I was already familiar with, but kind of forgot over over a year. And, uh, yeah, it was pr it's the pretty standard story of what you'd expect from a Clanad fan. Um, yeah. It, it really got me, and it taught me a lot of things that have since changed my life. Like, I think... One of the biggest things that have made me into who I am now was watching the Clanad anime and the messages that I took from it, they quite literally changed me as a person and I like to think for a lot better because I find myself I'm a lot more of a happier person. I'm a lot more of a I'm a lot more proud of myself and I like talking a lot more. I make friends a lot easier. And it's all because of the things Clanad has taught me. And ever since that, I sort of just did the typical thing of what a usual, like, key fan, a casual key fan would do. Like, I'd watch the season trilogy anime on... just on <clears throat> sites. And after that, I watched Angel Beats and Charlotte. And at the time, I didn't know Angel Beats and Charlotte were made by Key. I just watched them, but... I watched the season trilogy, I was like, alright, that was pretty good. And then it just stopped there for a while, because I loved these series, but I never really had any reason to, like, continue talking about them, so it was like that for a long time. Until I met a certain person who on online goes by the name of Vampivania, and shout out to Vampivania. He joined my anime club and recognized me as a YouTuber. <laughs> So, we became quick friends after that recognition, and basically Vampy taught me about the other keywords, because I was like, wait, there are, more, there are more keywords out there than the Season Trilogy? I had no idea. I had no idea Charlotte was part of it, and I had no idea that uh, Angel Beats was part of it until Vampy talked to, about it with me. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Hmm? But wait, there's more! 
Yeah, but I wait, there's moment. more. And I was like, wait, there's more? And <laughs> so Vampy then talked to me about his favorite keyword, which was Little Busters. And I was like, oh, I think I've heard of it, but I just never, I never got to it because I'm an anime fan. Because at the time I was an anime fan and he was just like, you know, there's an anime of it, right? And just like, huh? <laughs> this is the first I've heard of an anime. So, uh, interruption, that... <laughs> the Little Busters anime is really good. Just because it's, it's really not as good. popular as Clan Ed doesn't mean it's bad. It's really good. It's okay. really good. And it's I'm a 9 tired out of 10 adaptation of a 10 out of 10 visual novel. It's yeah. a great anime, and I'm tired of pretending that people of pretending that it isn't. I, I hate the reputation it has, but... It's the joke I mean, Do you really think the Little Busters anime is good? <laughs> it is, and I'm tired of pretending that it's not. <laughs> yeah. But that's a topic for another time. So, basically, I watched the Little Busters anime. And, uh... So, for me, Clannon was a very special story, and I don't... I never, at the time, thought anything would be equivalent to it. But that t night where I just watched Little Busters, I felt a resonance I haven't had for in like ever since I saw that that first episode of Clan Ed. And even now, I I still there's nothing been quite the same for me. Like what I guess Lucia and Utori had for Lunaria, I had for the, the Little Busters anime back when I saw it um, those years ago, and then. I watched it, and then I got to refrain, and I, I, <laughs> that night broke me. It broke me in the same way. Did you binge it in a single night? No, I did not. I, I'll say that right now. I did not binge Busters in a single <laughs> refrain, night. Refrain was well, one refrain, I binged I in mean. a night. I, I will say I did binge the second half of Refrain in a night, but I did not okay. binge the whole series in a night. Yeah. But, so I binged Refrain, and I was like, Tears in my eyes, just sobbing out my- just sobbing, I was like, oh my god, this is- I remember, like, the feelings that I had when I first watched Clan Ed, and I was just like, I love this franchise, and I remember it, and ever since that, I just fully dived into it more, I was like, I need to see all these stories, I've been missing out on too much, I've only seen three? Three ain't enough, I'm gonna go all in! And so, next, I checked out Planetarian, and believe it or not, uh, I thought it was okay at first. <laughs> and that was only- Wait, 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 This is the biggest yeah. shocker of the night. This no, is no, the no, biggest- no. Yeah, as I said, this, this is the first time I'm revealing a lot of this story. But, do note, I only watched the OVA, and it was only the OVA. So, I missed out a lot of stuff, and, uh... Then soon afterwards, I watched the anime, uh, not the anime, I read the visual novel, and that entirely changed my perspective on Planetarian because the, you know how visual novels tend to have monologue? Well, the anime doesn't. Jumper's much, perspective is a big deal. It is such a big deal, and... To say that it changed my perspective in Planetarium would be the biggest understatement of the century. Because... I can say, not to interrupt, but to interrupt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. 
Planetarian's anime is not a bad adaptation of Planetarian. It is not a bad adaptation. It is not a bad adaptation. I'm not saying that. And I will say, while you do lose Junker's monologue, I do feel you gain quite a bit overall in just seeing you Mamie in her animated form because i will admit that is my favorite version of her is seeing how her expressions change like in the subtlety mo like in the subtle moments and also we just get more of extra cast characters like the staff and like we get them voiced and with visuals and stuff we get to it see is as good as an anime adaptation of a visual novel can possibly be yeah and i and i will fully agree Yes. Yeah, and I will fully agree upon that. I think the Plantarian anime is perfect. It's just, a lot of the stuff went right over my head, and I, I guess I just didn't pay attention to what was clearly it's, in the writing, so I missed it's, it all. It, it's, it has to do with the medium it's presented in, you know? Yeah, but I do yeah. think both present them within their particular mediums as well as they possibly yeah. can don't I, you think yeah yeah i will say though in the in the case of the planetarian anime and this is like something that i think a lot of people who go into visual novel adaptations are gonna get mad at me for saying but people who go into visual novel adaptations with the expectation that it's going to be exactly the same experience as the original visual novel it's always going to disappoint them are it's always going to disappoint them and they're just naive yeah it's never going to happen it's just never going to happen but yeah to back back on the visual novel story planetarian gave me the same experience I had with Clanad and Little Busters for one very special reason. So, Utori and Lucia have talked us about this a bit, but my favorite character in all of Key is Hoshino Yumemi, also known as the narrator of Planetarian. She's your companion, and the visual novel has a very personal feel, like a personal interaction with Yumemi. She's by your side. She's She's on the side because she is your companion. She's your guide. And sh that personal feeling wasn't something I've ever really felt with a character. And I didn't really get this from the anime because, well, she was just another character on the screen, but not there by my side in the same way the game was. And reading the game, it really felt like Yumemi was not just talking to the Junker as... A character but she was also talking to me as the reader and I saw through the Junker's eyes this character and I interacted with her I listened to what she had to say and the thoughts that the Junker had almost mirrored the thoughts that I had while reading the story and the that when she when she got to the presentation and I just realized the message that Yumemi was trying to tell me all this time. And she just shared me her dreams and hopes. And I was so moved by that. I, I was so filled with hope for what she had to say. Because she really felt like a character that was teaching me this. She gave me something that quite literally changed my life she gave me a new perspective on the world in the same way that clanad saved like changed me as a person and little busters also changed me as a person their messages all stick with me but you made me felt like a character that was specifically telling me 
the story of her own. And it felt like someone, a friend almost. And that's just why Yumemi means so much. She passed on something as a character to me that I truly hold in my heart. And now I call myself the Yumemi devotee because I've also been touched by her story so much that I pass, pass it on myself. I, similar to what the Junker does at the end of Planetarian, I share my opinions and share her story to all the people I know because I was truly changed by it. And nothing on this planet can really replace what she's given to me. And I truly love her as a character throughout. She is my favorite character in all fiction and I treasure her in a way that I won't really treasure many others. And aside from that sappy story, I also just read the entire library in a single summer because I mean, I, I said I wanted to read everything that I had missed out on. I meant everything. I read everything I could. I read all the visual novels. I watched all the anime, regardless of its reputation. I watched the originals, the remakes, the OVA, the one OVA, the, the hentai that I hated. I, watched, I just <laughs> went through everything. Oh my god. I didn't leave a single thing unconsumed even if i hate it i pushed through because i love this franchise and i love everything about it and then i yeah i we went to 2020 and we got the announcements so i was like ah, there's there's I, more i love new content <laughs> and i just and i just screamed throughout the entire year of hyping up this franchise like, screaming out my love for Little Busters and Clanad and everything out there. And I haven't stopped. I'm still screaming right now. I'm, right now, Obviously. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just like, this is so good, guys! You should beep it! And I'm just like... And now... And then 2021 came, and I joined the Keyverse. I was like, oh my god, this is the community. I love this community. And I got to interact with everyone here, and I can't, could not be more grateful for it, because just so much fun talking about all these stories and interacting with the community. And then I also began writing my own story that's been inspired by Key, because I just love everything that this franchise has offered to me, and it's quite literally changed my life on multiple occasions. I love everything they've made. Like, it's just nothing, nothing has been the same for me. Okay, yeah. so funny thing. I all have... three of our yeah. all three of our stories, one thing we all have in common, I noticed, we all had a binge somewhere in the middle. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's I, I great. will say it, something funny here. I have my music player that has all of Key's OST set to either loop or randomly move on to a new song. Um, when Manpig started talking about the projection scene, it loops about five to six times before moving on to another song, so that like the song just gets to stick around. And Gentle Jenna was the song it randomly decided to shuffle to <laughs> <laughs> um, after he started perfect. talking about the projection scene, and it's just looping now. It's great. That's, that's that's what you call fate. <laughs> he he, he manifested gentle Jenna into existence. Um, <laughs> I will say about the projection. I am the human devotee. I do love the projection scene, and I will talk about it because why not? Because it is a scene like that's 
it it's it sticks with me a lot. Um, yeah, not because of like the visuals, because the visuals are go- gorgeous, but it's Key's thematic prowess at its rawest and just sort of most bare. In Planetarian, the sadness of Key is just represented in the world. You have this character who is stuck in an abandoned planetarium on basically life support. The entire world is running out of humans soon. Life is basically all but gone. It's so bleak. It's very bleak and gray. And then you have you, Mamie, this character who color-wise contrasts this world. And to me, she always represented... What he has always done thematically, which is, despite all the sadness, despite all of life sucking, despite everything that goes wrong where we might just want to throw the towel away and just give up, there's always that little bit of hope. That, that, that thing that just keeps us going. And that's you, Mimi. She's just like, because later in the visual novel, as we know, she is revealed to know that the world is broken. Like, her naivety is not 100% unaware of this fact, but she just keeps that steadfast hope. And that's sort of what Key is thematically. It's just that idea of regardless of how sad it is, regardless of how much it sucks, we're all here. Yeah. It's great. We're here because we're here. It's... Yeah. yeah. All of my favorite keywords I I hold as a favorite because not just because I was emotionally touched by them, but they quite literally changed who I am as a person and changed my life. Second. Uh, yeah. Clanad is my favorite because it quite literally saved my life and made me want to give it a second shot. Little Busters changed my life in that it made me open up to people and made me a lot friendlier and want to make friends with other people like the man pig from before what is not was not an open person little busters changed that the reason i'm so brave and willing to talk up here now is because of little busters that story changed me as a person and planetarian gave me hope in a sense that no other work has done before because i used to be a very pessimistic individual like uh, Lucio, you, you've read my story so far. You know Hikaru, right? That used to be me. Yeah. That I used did. to be me. <laughs> Yumemi, Yumemi changed that for me. Yumemi quite literally gave me hope in our world again and gave me just so much. And that's why I love this franchise. It keeps changing me for the better. And I don't regret a single thing I don't regret reading a single keyword, because as much as I cry over them, and I just begin sobbing at a single OST, but it's worth it. It's always worth it. It's always worth becoming a better person. Speaking of the OST, I think we should probably do a follow-up episode at some point talking about the music, because that is one thing that I have not mentioned, is Key's music is... Spiral just mentioned it. (laughs) Key's music is iconic. It's... Like, Gentle Jenna is pretty so much good. synonymous with Planetarian. Like, you can't separate the yeah. two. Exactly. And, but that, so is an, that is an episode for another day. We're already at an hour and a half. <laughs> good talk, yeah. everyone. Good talk. It, yeah, it's good stuff. But now that, you know, these are going to start coming out, this is... There's so much content we're going to talk about. So if you like Key, stick with us. We're... So we're just some fans, but we we've got a lot of love for this company. One could say we're riding on a starship towards, <laughs> towards the heavens. 
much like, I like that. Or another I like it from another key uh OS uh, from another key uh work well actually it's planetarian but hey you know what <laughs> um so yeah that's been key radio live episode one if you did enjoy i'm glad and um until then just have fun i guess it's like we, we, left, on a, we left on a pretty sentimental note so yeah